Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I am your host, Mike Luke, joined by the venerable Jason Shear. Hello, Jason Shear. How are you doing today? Doing well. How are you, Michael? Yeah, not bad. By the way, there's this thing on StreamYard now where it's like this live caption thing where it uh, now and I first I liked it at first, but uh, I can hear you. So I'm going to deactivate this. But um, all right, we've got a lot of stuff to get to today. We're going to talk basketball. We're going to talk player by player basketball expectations, what our concerns are, everything like that. We're going to obviously talk some Arizona football. Noah Fafita getting even more love out there. I wanted to talk the tight end position a little bit as well. But first, sheer Arizona basketball is here. I think this is going to be Tommy Lloyd's best team. As I've said, I think every single show times six for the past uh, three months. You disagree, correct? You think last year's team would be better? Uh, nope, no. I think we've we've definitely uh, established that both of us think this will be Tommy Lloyd's best team uh, at Arizona. All right. Well, let's go position by position because this is the stuff that makes me very excited. Um, all right. First and foremost, we need to talk about Kylan Boswell right here. Um, Kylan Boswell, I believe. I believe Kylan Boswell should be a 13 to 14 point per game guy. He's going to be playing 30 plus minutes, three, four assists. I know some people on your board are wanting like 20 points, five assists, five rebounds. I don't see anything like that, but I think that he's going to be a very steady, if not spectacular hand out there, Jason Shear. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's going to go nuts with, with, with the points, but I think you're going to know what you're going to get from him. Right, like a you know, in the range of twelve to fourteen points per game, uh, he'll get to the line a little bit as well, and he won't turn the ball over a ton. I don't see him having games where he's going to go nuts for like you know twenty five points or anything like that. I, I don't think he's that type of player. But uh, I think the the biggest benefit of Kylan Boswell is consistency. I, I think we we know what we're going to get. Arizona knows what it's going to get from Boswell, and it doesn't really have to worry about not getting it. All right. Now let's talk. We're going to talk a little concerns, or we're going to try to even make up concerns where there aren't concerns there, just to play devil's advocate right there. Um, do we worry at all about that he looked uh, that he looked pretty, let's be honest here, he looked pretty subpar overseas this summer on uh, on both occasions. Do we, do we worry at all about this? Sure. I mean, he, he didn't look great. You know, he didn't look good in the in the FIBA either. Uh, he had a bad summer. I mean, that's just there's no other way to put it. Um, but there were games where he also stepped up. I, it, it, it's hard to say. There's so much that goes on to the, uh, you know, I, I'm not a Tad Boyle fan like you are. You love Tad. Um, so, you know, I don't criticize Kylan Boswell for not looking good in a Tad Boyle offense. Wait a second. You say that I love Tad Boyle. What, is, what does this mean exactly, Jason Sherman? You love Tad Boyle. You think he's a very, very good coach. I don't think he's better than Andy Enfield. Uh, well, you love Andy Enfield more than you like Tommy Lloyd. I think, I think Tad Boyle, I've said this many, many times, Tad Boyle is the John Tesh of college basketball coaching and that I guess it's serviceable. You're never really going to get fired, but nobody's going to say, man, can you play some John Tesh right now? That's who he is. He's the John Tesh of college basketball. Did I ever tell you that early on, like early on when there were rumors that Sean was leaving, that there was a good chance that Greg Byrne was going to hire Tad Boyle to replace him? Oh, can you imagine? Talk about boring. Blech. Yeah, they're, they're buddies and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of people were saying early on that Bill Self ever left Kansas, that Tad Boyle being an alum might go to Kansas. I, I believe remember Kansas, that. I believe Kansas can do better. <laughs> I hope Kansas can do better. 
<laughs> but um, I, th- I think I think it's fair though to hope that uh, that uh, Boswell should be a fringe All Conference player. Again, I don't I don't see him being a first round pick. I don't know that I ever see or I don't know that I ever see him being a first round pick. I don't know if that's going to change after two years or after four years. But I do believe though that he can be a uh, a very steady hand while he's here and a clear upgrade from Kirk Risa. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I, he's not a first round pick to me unless something dramatic happens uh, but that's not a knock on him you know it's not easy to be a, a first round pick but I agree he's a he's an upgrade from Kirk Risa uh, he's one of the guys I'm, I'm very curious because uh, there's a big difference going from 10-12 minutes a game to being the man at point guard so I'm very curious to see how he does I think the Tommy Gunn also knew that he should have probably played Boswell a little bit more towards the end of the season, especially when Kerr was really going Kerr. Um, I think that Boswell probably should have played significantly more than he did towards the end of the season right there. Yeah, I agree. And remember, part of the reason why Kerr Creason, besides NIL and all that left, is because Tommy basically went to him and said, look, Kylan Boswell is going to play a lot of minutes. This is going yeah. to be a team at point guard. And Obviously, Kerr didn't go for that, and he shouldn't have gone for that, but there's definitely a, a confidence in Kylan Boswell. I'm excited to watch Kerr in the Big 12 this year. I will be watching uh, very interestingly from afar. We will uh, we'll maybe t- we will be talking about that throughout the year. All right, next, Jaden Bradley. I have very, very high expectations for Jaden Bradley. T-Burns826 right now says, uh, we, you're ahead, getting ahead of us. We're going to talk about the uh, seven-man rotation. Don't worry, don't worry. I think you got the wrong name in there, my friend. Um, but uh, Jaden Bradley. I believe Jane Bradley, if he doesn't start, is still going to play starters minutes. And I think he is maybe the most unique player on the team and that he can get to the basket, but he also has distri- uh, distribution qualities. And I would like him to be the best perimeter guard defender on this team. I don't believe that's too much to ask, Jason Shearer. No, and, and I think Bradley is probably, to me, he's, he might be the most underrated guy right now uh, yeah. on the rock, the guy that we're not talking about enough because he's good defensively. Because he go he gets to the basket, um, you know he can create for himself. I I think Bradley, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, I was asked on the board who my who my pick is for most underrated or most likely to surprise, and, and it's Bradley. Yeah, from a statistical expert expertation, we will, we're turning in new words right here. Expertation. I agree with you, Tony Clifton. Bradley, first round pick next year. What you watch about Bradley, and you're going to watch this in the exhibition tomorrow, is that Bradley is a very, very good athlete. He's a very strong, dynamic player. Um, I think a lot of people thought that maybe he was maxed. Um, you know, he's built very well, obviously, but he's he's got a he's got a next gear. He's got a next level burst, especially when he's attacking the hoop that Kylan Boswell doesn't have. And that's no disrespect to Kylan Boswell. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, sorry, I just got some news. Uh, you know, What's the news. Tell us, fill us in. I don't want to tell you on here. I'll text you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, when you take a look, you know, Tennessee, he had a 14 point game, 12 point game in Auburn, all that. Um, you know, when you, when you take a look at what Jaden Bradley is able to do, uh, you know, he's had good games. And I hate saying this. I was actually wondering how Bruce is going to ask this today. His numbers went down after the, the whole murder thing, right? <laughs> like yeah. his numbers, I mean, it, it is a very clear correlation between the two. And, and, and so uh, when you take a look at everything, um, you know, I, I expect him to return to how he was and, and, and play well. 
I'm excited to see Bruce. I hadn't even thought about Bruce today until you just mentioned Bruce. I am excited to see because that is the question that Bruce will ask right there. That will be, I'm just curious how he words it or if he just goes straight for the kill part in the pun and just says after the uh, murder of his numbers went down any concern about that no bruce because we don't expect a murder on this team this year That's what um, I was gonna, hey uh Jayden, you played well before the whole murder thing can you just tell how that uh about impacted you what i don't get though is that a lot of people were uh, a lot of people are upset or worried that you know he only averaged six and three and his minutes uh, got cut at the end that was arguably the most talented team in the country i don't worry at all about that again nine points i'm going eight to nine points Three to four assists, three rebounds, and maybe, maybe hovers around the all-defensive team right there, Sure. Yeah, yeah, I, that sounds about right. I, I think he's going to be very good defensively. That that wouldn't surprise me, even though a lot of times that goes to big men and all that. But um, that, that sounds about right. I'm very curious about his shooting percentage. It was 39% uh, against, you know, well, not against. It was 39% at the end of the season. I think he's better than that. Um, I'd like to see that obviously in the 40s range, but um, you know, it, it's he's he's very capable. This is the same guy that scored 18 points against Gonzaga and scored right. 12 points against Houston and all that on on good shooting percentages. So I'd like to see that 39 percent, uh, you know, increase. Obviously, we agree that both of these players are squarely in the rotation. Yes, absolutely. Okay, by the way, also what should be in your rotation is Shady Rays. Here's the deal. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized, not polarizing, sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. I need to get Bruce Pasco a pair of Shady Rays. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put that down on my notes to uh, talk with Bruce about what sunglasses he wears. Also, now let's say that you're not like Bruce Pascoe and you can't get uh, you don't have pressed uh, tickets to the game. That's where game time comes in. Here's the deal. You can download the game time app, create an account and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You can get into all kinds of things, sporting events, concerts, maybe uh, go watch some Mountain View uh, sports. I don't know. Check it out right there. They've got it. All right. Now, Caleb Love. The pol- Talk about polarizing for this U of A fan base. Udifo right there. Uh, not a big Caleb Love guy. Jason Shear, not a huge Caleb Love guy either. But Jason Shear, who does have a vote, I do not have a vote, put uh, Caleb Love on his all-conference team. What uh, made you say to yourself that, uh, all right, maybe uh, maybe he is going to be good? Because I think at the end of the day, he's still going to average 15 to 17 points. Voters don't look at efficiency a ton. Um, <laughs> voters don't look at efficiency a ton and all that. Uh, is this so, public? Is this what you texted me public? No, not yet. <laughs> okay. Well, we're, well, yeah. Okay. We can't break this, but wow. Okay. Go ahead, though. Sure. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> My, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, yeah uh, um, you know, and, and I think when you, when you score 17 points a game and you're in the pack 12, you're, you're going to make the first team. Yeah. All right. And let's talk about shooting percentages though. I went out there and said that I think he's going to be in the mid forties. You're going under 42% though. You said, yeah, I'm going probably around 40% or so. 
Right. All right. 44% right there. Jason, I thought he was going to shoot 40%. What happened to that, Sheer? Yeah, Brad Rich, calling you out there, Sheer, calling you out. I said 40%. All right. Okay. Well, all right. I still, like I said, I'm a little taken aback by what Sheer just texted me right now. I did not see that coming, but uh, we will, uh, that will be something for another show. Um, All right. Pella Larson. Wow. Uh, Pella Larson, (laughs) the, uh, the Swedish pinball. Um, I think it's going to be more of the same from Pella this year. I guess Pella is going to probably start. I will ask about Pella again at the press conference today. Um, but again, really solid defense. Still can't dribble, can't come off screens. Finish around the basket. Again, kind of in that 10.4 rebound, 2-3 to three assist realm. And I would hope has all-conference defense behind him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would think, you know, it, those numbers sound about right. I think defense... It is the hope, obviously, you know, that's going to be the key there. But, um, you know, that the, you're, you're looking for more of an all-around game, right? Like you want mm-hmm. them to be able to contribute in a variety of ways and, and all that. And, and I think that's what Arizona is looking for. Yeah. Um, now, I, th- I will say this. There needs to be a very tight leash, though, if he starts. Because if he's not a good, if he if he starts off the year terrible starting, you got to put him to the bench and make him the sixth man permanently. Because this would be too straight. This would be another year where this uh, sheer. You don't. You disagree. Right, you are so outwardly against my guy. Um, I mean, you are rooting for him to fail. No, I already. I already lost this. I already said my bad. The my bad Pella movement will be in strong form by the time the exhibition comes around tomorrow. I am curious to see though. Um, if he's, if he's fine, because as a, as a bench player last year, and I don't care what the numbers say, I know what I saw, you know what he saw. He was clearly better than, uh, coming off the bench. If he can be that dude starting all for it. Yeah. He's another guy. I mean, obviously I'm curious about pretty much the whole damn roster, but, uh, you know, I, I, I'm curious to see, like, is he taking that next step? Like Tommy has said since he arrived at Arizona, how good he is and all that, but he's never taken that statistical jump i think the roster's built now where he has to like his points have to go up his shooting percentages have to go up and and that's what i'm curious to see is is he going to take that next step or you know pella was fine last year but you don't want the pella of last year you want him to be able to to take a jump forward all right now um we're talking about the news. The news has nothing to do with Cruz rushing. I assure you it has to do with basketball. It's not great news. But again, it's, it has nothing to do with this team. That's all I'll leave it at. Um, okay. Now, 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 now. Um, Pella Larson, though. Tommy Lloyd. Does Tommy Lloyd push for Pella as an All-American candidate this year? No. Well, if he, if he has the numbers. I mean, I think he thought that Pella might have All-American potential last year. Probably. We should numbers. ask. We should say, Tommy Lloyd, you have been very, very good at your predictions. Every single year, though, you tell us something about Pella that turns out to be wrong. Why is this, Tommy Lloyd? <laughs> you yeah. have him at media day today. That's a very oh, good. No. Dude, last year, I asked. Last year, I asked Tommy Lloyd two questions at media day: Pella Larson and what he thought about the nickname, the Tommy Gun. And he and, buried, uh, he buried yeah. you for the Tommy Gun. Yeah, he destroyed me, and uh, but you know what? I think he was just playing hard to get. I think he actually liked the name, so uh, we will uh, we will run with that. These four though, these four players right here are all playing 20, 27 plus minutes per game. How about that, Sheer? Uh, twenty seven, twenty five plus. How about that? Twenty five. I'll give you twenty five. Twenty five plus. Yes, I agree. 
By the way, feeling a little bit under the weather the last couple of days. Emergency is amazing. Do you ever drink emergency sure? All the time. Yeah, no. Like, I, if I could inject this into my veins, I would be literally the healthiest person that ever walked the face of the earth. That's how. Uh, that's how important this is. Okay, now you got those four dudes right there. Um, now let's move to the front court because here's where it gets a little fascinating. Keyshawn Johnson, I believe, plays over 30 minutes per game this year. I see no way that he doesn't. That uh, I think he is the most uh, unre- is unreplaceable. Is it unreplaceable or irreplaceable? We're making up a bunch of words at this point. So let's just go unirreplaceable. All right. Unirreplaceable. Um, I think that uh I think that he's going to lead the I think he's gonna lead the team in minutes this year, to be honest with you. I think he's probably gonna average about 33, 34 minutes per game. And I think it's gonna be hard to take him out of the game because of the unique uh athleticism, dynamic strength factor that he possesses. Three guys on last year's roster played 30 minutes or more. The highest was Kerr at 31. Courtney and Kerr played 31 and Zoo played 30. 34 is a lot, man. Yeah, but, <laughs> but again, we're, we're here for bold takes. I'm going to say that, all right, fine, 33 minutes per game. I think he gets, yeah, 30, 31 minutes a game. Um, if I don't want him playing. I don't want him playing <clears throat> 34 minutes a game. Why? I, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot, dude. During the regular season. During the Dude, postseason, you can, 34 minutes is a lot. Players do it all the time. Come on, man. Look at, look at him. 34 is a lot. How much do you think? I was going to say, dude, how many minutes do you think TJ McConnell, Nick Johnson, uh, how many how many minutes do you think they played? I'm sure that it was probably somewhere in that realm, maybe more. I'm looking. Please stop yelling at me. Yeah, but you know that I'm right about this one. 34 no. minutes is nothing. This guy came here to play, and he came here to run and get up and down. even look up minutes. What's that? You take a look at, like, uh, what did like TJ McConnell? TJ McConnell out of Arizona? How many minutes did he average, right? This is great live streaming, by the way. We appreciate all of you. Uh, TJ McConnell at Arizona averaged 31 minutes a game. Both years? Yeah, at Arizona, he averaged 31. His high, he actually played less as a senior. As a junior, he was 32.3. All right, but Miller also played a much smaller or slower system. Oh I, don't know if that, I, I don't know it's if that's – I don't know if that really – At that? Duquesne, he played 34 minutes. You give yeah, well, me a player. Nick Johnson, much less than 34. Nick Johnson, let's hear it. All right. This is a big this – is, this is how all our arguments go, everybody. This is big. Nick Johnson averaged 30 minutes a game his senior year or his junior year, his last year, 33 minutes. All right, 33 minutes. That's where it is. 33 minutes for Keyshaw Johnson. We have put it down right there. We agree, Sheer. By the way, if you're annoyed by this right now, you know what you might need? Wink. Here's the deal with Wink, my friends. Wink. A seltzer with a wink of THC. Available in either 2.5 milligram or 5 milligram cans. You can find wink right here in Arizona. Look for wink at all Sunday goods dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica Dispensary in Tucson. You can also save money online by going to drinkwink.com and use promo code PHNX for 20% off. Real quick, why don't you look up Jason Gardner's uh, minutes per game while he was at Arizona? Go ahead. This will... This will absolutely. You know, you know, this is how you know that you've won an argument when you're going this far back. 
No, just just look like, it up. Oh, Jason, check out Wilt Chamberlain's minutes. No, look at Jason Gardner's minutes. Uh, 35 minutes a game in his career. All right, there you go. I win. All right, but Keyshaw Johnson, if you were to ask me one guy on this team, though, that I feel comfortable saying will be uh, all that will be, well, yeah, I'm going to say it. I think he's the leader in the clubhouse. I think he's going to be the most impactful player on the team this year, and I expect him to be all conference. Who? Keyshaw Johnson. Uh, I thought you were talking about Jason Gardner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I voted him for all conference because I have a vote, as you know. <laughs> um, and I am on record as saying he is my sleeper pick for Pac-12 player of the year because I think yeah. there's a good chance he averages like 14 points, 10 rebounds, and two blocks a game. Yeah, and he's going to be on that all-defensive team as well. This really was – he really was smart in how he went about doing this. I think a lot of people would have looked at and said, I'm going to go to Kentucky or whatever. I'll get a little bit more money. But at Kentucky, you're essentially going to put up the same numbers that you put up at San Diego State because you're only going to play 20 minutes per game. Here, he has the chance to really showcase a little bit more of what he can do. I think this was a very, very good move for both sides right here. And I do like that dark horse pick for conference player of the year, Keyshaw Johnson. And I will say that Arizona did a very nice job in coming close to what Kentucky was offering for NIL. I, I think Kentucky kind of because what you said about his role undervalued Johnson NIL wise and, and Arizona did it, um, which is important. I, and, and it wasn't all about NIL for Johnson, obviously, but. Uh, Arizona did a, a very nice job recruiting him and selling him on his role. He's a very imposing person in a good way. Um, when you, there, Arizona has not had somebody that really looks like him in the Tommy Lloyd era. He is a he's somebody that you know he looks like he uh, he means business. I like it. He lifts weights. He lifts weights. You can tell. He definitely lifts weights, and he has a body that was made to play basketball right there. Um, all right, so we agree though that Keisha Johnson will be squarely in that rotation. Correct. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got five guys, right? We got, I, I am curious if this news breaks during the show. Um, all right. So we got, uh, we got four or we got five players right now that are squarely in the rotation. And by rotation, we mean 20 minutes and up. How about that? 20 minutes and up. That way we can, uh, we can count that. All right. Now, Umar Ballo, Umar Ballo, talk about a night and day difference. Umar Ballo looked fantastic in the red blue game. He looked back to where he was uh, needed to be. Um, I don't believe that, and I could be wrong here. I don't believe there's a ton more upside for Umar Ballo. I think uh, Umar Ballo leader of men is basically where he's at right now, but that's also not a bad thing. If you're already 13 and eight in all conference. Umar Ballo is the preseason pick for Pac-12 Player of the Year by a lot of people. I don't see that. I love Umar Umar Ballo, leader of men, but. Think about it this way, though, and I'm not saying I I agree with it either. Arizona finishes first in the conference, right? Mm -hmm. Last year, Umar averaged 14-8-2 and on 64% shooting. Mm -hmm. If Arizona finishes first in the conference and Umar has those numbers, he's Pac-12 Player of the Year. No doubt about it. At 14-8? and Yeah, Absolutely. Remember, Ajulis Tubelis averaging a double-double in Pac-12 was something that people didn't do. Yeah, and he didn't win the conference player of the year either, did he? Yeah, but is there anyone that is even close to to Jaime's skill level in the conference? I think this is going to be the year that Dante goes for like 19 and 11 every single game. You're nuts. All right, I guess we'll find out. You also believe that he's going to eat. Dante averaged last year. By the way, he's been saying this for like five years. He only averaged 13 and 8. 
Yeah, I believe he's going. I believe he's going to uh, be a monster this year. I will gladly be wrong. Also, if I had to bet somebody to win the conference, uh, if I bet somebody to win the conference player of the year, it would be Boogie Ellis because I think they're going to be good enough, and he's going to get a lot of points. Boogie Ellis would be my pick. That's fair. That's a safe pick. You always play it safe. Oh, I always play it safe because when you think Mike Luke, you think that guy really doesn't like to put his uh, neck out there and really make anything bold. You're correct there, Sheer. I'm going with the safe pick right there. And no, none of this Mike is your nickname. Conservative correct. Mike. That's and none of this news has anything to do with Michigan football, although I do believe that Jim Harbaugh is in, uh, is in some real trouble now. No, they're going to throw a uh, like a graduate but, assistant under the bus or something. But this it's is gonna gonna not being a big deal. This is multiple things now. You got a lot of people there with his family or some crap like that. And he loves everyone. You got you're throwing a lot of people under the bus. Then at that point, at what point do you uh, and do you uh, lose people throwing them under the bus Uh, when they start losing games? Yeah, fair enough. Fair (laughs) enough. All right. So there there's the six. There's the six players that we know for a fact are going to be squarely in the rotation. Seventh player we know for a fact, Mount Crevis. I will tell you this. Before Mount Crevis leaves Arizona, he will lead the conference in free throw attempts. He's going to get fouled all the time. He's huge. He's got that old man type game to him that we all know about. And he's going to get fouled quite a bit. Uh, Montias Crevis, before he leaves here, that is my bold prediction, will lead the conference in free throw attempts here. Yeah, that one, you said that before. That one's a little much for me. I think I could see him leading the conference in blocks. I think blocks is very doable. I mean, you're you're talking free throws. Is he's going to shoot like? Usually, that goes to a guard. Who led the conference in free throws last year? Free throw attempts. (laughs) Look look it up right now as I talk, because I think (laughs) I think there's a real chance. And again, Sheer really sucks at Google, so this is going to take a second. So first, why don't we talk about BetMGM in the meantime? You might say these guys don't have any clue what they're talking about, but BetMGM does. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through BetMGM sportsbook mobile app app of at least $10. You will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for details. Sheer and I both like Arizona to win the conference. We both told you to take the over five with Arizona wins, and last year, the over two and a half. We have been Nostradamus to this point. Now let's hear Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right, there it is. Thank you, Shane Diefenbach. Who led the uh, who led the conference in free throw attempts last year? Uh, you want just flat out attempts uh, or per game? Uh, per game was uh, Umar. All right. Is it, last I checked, Umar Bala was a big man, correct? Yeah, and then Keon Brooks, and then uh, Julius Tubelis. I didn't realize Glenn Taylor transferred to St. Joe's. I didn't know that either. Glenn Taylor also sounds like the name of a country singer from the 70s. You know the big, not St. Joe, St. John's, your boy, Patino. You know the big Patino rumor, right? No, what? He's going to flip Ian Jackson from North Carolina. Oh, I'm telling you, man, all of you people that are doubting the Godfather, 
Rick Pitino, I, and I think it's a fair question. For, final four first, Rick Pitino or the Tommy Gun? I think that's a very, very good question right there. Big fan of Rick Pitino right there. Oh, uh, TLN says, I'll buy you a, a Del Taco cheeseburger if you break the news. Now it's going to come out. And it's not, uh, And again, it's not the end of the world news. It's just just kind of it, – it's not great. That's all I'll say. Um Okay, so but Mount Crevis though, statistical expectations. I'm going to go eight, four, and two blocks this year. And I'm going to say that Mount Crevis plays 20 minutes per game. 20 minutes? No. Yeah. Do you think Umar's only going to play 20 minutes a game? Right. I th- that's what I, uh, that's, no, Umar, I think 20, you, you no, can't play no. together. Why can't you? You, come on. Crevis can shoot. I said last night, I, I did the similar thing on my podcast last night. I said 12 minutes a game max for Crevis. Uh, 20 minutes per game, that's what you said? 12. 12? All right. Oh, I'm going over that. I'm going 16. I say you can't keep him off the court. Mount Crevis, 16 minutes per game. You think that Umar Balo is only going to play eight more minutes a game than Crevis? No, I'm I'm going to say somehow, some way, because Tommy Lloyd is not square peg round hole guy um, like our friend Ben White. He is a um, – I'm going to say that they're, they're going to have a few minutes together each game where they're both on the court at the same time. That's what I'm saying right there. You will apologize when it happens to, or tomorrow. Uh, sure. Sure. Yes. All right. Okay. That'll be something he, we watch out for tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, when, if Umar, ba- that, that actually is a good one to keep an eye on. Umar Ballo and Mount Crevis, do they hit the court at the same time right there? Um, our T Burns eight two six. This is very funny. Mick Cronin has decided to no longer blame officiating for losses and shift the blame to his players instead. That's very funny. That is not the news because we already know that. All right, that's the seven man rotation there that we, that's locked in. We know all those guys are playing. I never buy into the crap where they're like, unless you're uh, uh, John Calipari. I never buy into the nonsense that you're playing ten guys or whatever. That never, never, ever, ever happens. But I will say this. I do believe there will be one more player that's going to get legitimate minutes almost every game, and that player will be K.J. Lewis, my friend, somebody that Jason Shearer will spend the entire season apologizing to. So that's your your what? Your that's your eighth guy. Five? No, that's your eighth guy. Oh, yeah, because, okay, so Jaden, Orpella, Crevis, and then K.J. Yep, KJ's going to be my eighth guy, and he's going to be – some games he might play 13 minutes, some games he might play four. It just depends. Okay. All right, you agree then? Yeah, I, and I had trouble figuring this out too. I, I We're on the same page. There's no such thing as a 10-man rotation. There might be in November when you're trying to figure things out, but that's right. going to end real quick also because there's no world where Tommy Lloyd's getting on a plane, playing at Duke, and putting in 10 guys in that game. It's just, it's just not happening. It's just not happening, and nor should it happen. So that's all poppycock right there. Um, also, for our BetMGM parlay of the week right here, um, who does ASU have this week, Sheer? Um, I don't know. Look at this. Oh. <laughs> they play at Washington. Excellent, excellent. The spread, What's the- last I checked, the spread was 28 and a half. All right. Here's the uh, here's the parlay of the week. Take Washington to cover the over and for ASU to score less than whatever the over under points is. What say you, Sheer? Uh, you know, I actually for a second, th- this falls right in line with my um, I'm looking at the I'm, 
Oh, nice. I like it. <laughs> uh, it falls in line with my, you know, letdown rule because, like, mm-hmm. they had a tough game. See, like, right now it's actually it's down to 26 and a half, and the over-under is 59 and a half. All right. Well, I like the I like the under of 59 and a half. I think it's going to be like 42 to 14. That'd be my prediction. So you like the under as well then? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yes. We will make fun of ASU uh, throughout because that will be a fun game to uh, that will be a fun game to follow. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Uh, but KJ Lewis will be that eighth guy. Now it gets interesting right here. We're going to talk about T Burns. We're going to talk about Philly B, Dylan Anderson, all these guys. We need to talk about the scholarship players that we don't really see playing. Let's uh, we'll work backwards from there. First batter up is Conrad Martinez. I'm sure he's going to be a hustle guy in practice, going to be scrappy. I don't see Conrad playing any meaningful minutes this year. What say you, Sheer? No, uh, absolutely not. He, you know, I, I, and, and I think he actually knows that. I think the coaches have straight up said, look, you're not going to play much as a freshman and all that. Um, he, they like him, you know, he'll, he'll probably never start at Arizona, but, um, they like him, and and I think eventually he'll get minutes, but it won't be this year. All right. Philly B, our guy. I don't see Philly B playing any meaningful minutes either. Uh, no, I, I would agree with that. I just – where does it come from, you know? Right. We talk I about would- Philly B improving, which I still don't necessarily believe, but <laughs> whenever whenever people talk about minutes, though, it's that's that's always my first question. Who's not getting minutes to give Philly B minutes? And – there's also players with upside that Philly B doesn't have. Like, are you really going to put Philly B in uh, for some minutes if you've got KJ Lewis right there? No. Right. Okay. Now, so those two we don't see playing. Um, now it gets a little bit more interesting. Henry Vasar, um, Anthony Humbert's friend, uh, Henry Vasar. I don't really see, I think, and again, I could be wrong. I have no inside info on this. I do believe that Dylan has usurped him, though, in the rotation. I do believe Dylan would get off the bench now first before Henry Vasar. We're going to find out tomorrow, aren't we, Mike? I, I think there's three, there's three things going on. There's Morauskas, there's Henry, and there's Dylan. Mm-hmm. You got to figure out who's getting what minutes and how many minutes they're getting. Um, I think eventually Morauskas passes the other two if that hasn't happened already. So it's Dylan versus Henry, and, and honestly, Henry's got to prove a lot, man. Like he just, he has, so this is, a, this is, I don't want to sound extreme, but Henry's future at Arizona is probably decided this year. One way. Who has, who has a better future career in basketball, Henry Vasar or Dylan Anderson? Just over Henry. Henry. Oh, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. Henry's going to go to whatever he, wherever he's from and make good money, no matter how good he is. Yeah. But Dylan can go to the same place and make better money. Cause Dylan's better. I'm like, going to say that Dylan could go to the NBA and I was, <laughs> I was like, Michael, I know somebody though, that, I, I know somebody that's uh, it's connected with the program that compares him a little bit to some great all-time great players. Just saying. Dylan, though, it is going to be interesting, though, to watch Dylan. Um, I hope Dylan gets a lot of run next uh, game. Dylan is, uh, I think Dylan has deserved it. I have no clue what to expect from Dylan. This is a big year for Dylan as well and a big year for us as well, Sure. Yes, I, I would agree with that. Um yeah, I mean, it, Dylan, Dylan, we got a lot of stuff going on this year. Dude, we have so many personal inside bets going on. We should actually post all of these so that people can follow it throughout the season and just see which one, because uh, uh, we would have Dylan and Henry. We would have uh, over or under minutes for uh, Mount Crevis. Um, Keyshaw Johnson over or under 33 minutes. There's a lot of stuff that we got going on right here. I am yeah, curious. To list them. You need to this put is- them like in a... In a document. 
Does this news drop today, by the way? I'm working on it. It's not, you're you're blowing this up to be very, very big news. No, it's not, again, it's not, it's not huge. It's not huge news. It's not huge news. It's just not great news. And it's just something that took me I'm trying to confirm that Dylan Anderson's bike was found. All right. (laughs) The SWAT team is involved. (laughs) It's a big, no, but it's, uh, I'm working on it. I'm getting details. There's some conflicting information. Okay. Now, Pauly M, Paulius Morauskas. Here's what I like about Pauly M, and I like this about Philly B. Um, I do think, oh, oh, Brad Rich, come on, man. Come on. Dude, this is a cheap shot. How much did Caliendo pay for the Dillier plug? No, Mike did that for free. Oh, I would do that for free all day. I, I would have a show all about Dylan Anderson if we could have this show. Um, what I like about Pauly M, though, Pauly M to me, and is a, it's, he's a different player and he's better, obviously. I like the players that come over here that are internationals that come over here looking to get their shots. They're uh, they're not uh, they're not timid. They're not weenies. Paulie M is looking to get his when he hits the court. I think I like that because I think that that's something that you can't really teach, uh, Skier. You know, I saw Paulie M the other day by Mikhail with his wife and child in a stroller. And I said to myself, that is a grown man. Yeah. He's got a family already, brought him to America. He is playing, and I know this sounds, I'm going somewhere with this. He's playing for something, right? Yeah. Like he's already, like he is. It's true. Right. He's got a family that he's very clearly trying to, you know, and and I'm not saying he's jumping to the NBA right away, but there's a lot of motivation behind his game. And what you said is, is very key. You can't be hesitant. And a lot of like, like Henry's biggest problem isn't skill level. It's his, it's here. Like he's hesitant. He's not sure of himself. Paulie's the opposite. If Paulie's open for three, Paulie's shooting the three. And, and that's what you want. Like, you need that in college basketball. You need that in the NBA. The moment that you hesitate as a player, you're done. And, and Paulie's just not that type of guy. You know who doesn't really hesitate either that you left out of that list right there? Oh, geez. No, 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 no. This wasn't a plug. Dylan. Dylan generally comes in looking to score. Oh, no. There is no hesitation. <laughs> when Dylan touches, I would say, who's a bigger black hole? Dylan Anderson? Or uh, oh, who's the other one that never passed? Dusan. Who's a better passer, Dylan or Dusan? Oh, Dusan. Oh, uh, no. Who's a better passer? Uh, yeah. I think Dylan. Um, I'm trying to remember if I've seen Dylan pass. Dusan. I don't know that Dusan ever passed. His last year, he actually passed. It took him until his last year to uh, to pass. But his assist numbers, I got to look these up because his assist numbers What's- – wasn't there one year where he had like? Wasn't there one year where he played and he only had like four or something the entire season? Yeah, I'm gonna look this up because it was so awesome. <laughs> By the way, this is your go-to stop for all things stats. Dude, with his career high in assists in a season, mm-hmm. yeah, that last year he had 32 assists. The he year before ass- he had 16. As a freshman, he had two. He had 32 assists that last year. I, yeah, I don't remember any of those. One assist um, a game. By the way, many- 27 minutes per game. All right. How many minutes? How many assists did Dylan get? Did, hey, let me without looking. Did Dylan over or under? Don't look. Don't look, jerk. Did Dylan Anderson have over two point five assists last year? Oh no, absolutely not. Under. What did? Well, I don't, I don't think he had any. Did he? I bet he had a. Come on, he had to have an assist. Hold on, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look. Can I give you his assist to turnover ratio? No, I don't want any of that. I just want his. Dylan Anderson last year had two turnovers and two assists. Oh, so it was closer than you thought. Come on, that's not bad for big man. 
All right. Now, um, with this team, though, you've also brought me over to something. So there's your uh, player breakdown right there. Um, with I do believe Arizona should be higher than 12, or I believe that Arizona will be, will finish higher than 12. There are some teams in front of them that I don't see why they are better. Why is Tennessee better than Arizona? Why is Gonzaga better than Arizona? I don't see the case or the merits for either team there, Skier. I think a lot of times we overrate people returning. Like Tennessee has quite a few guys returning, um, but their offense is never, literally never going to be good. Uh, Gonzaga added... Nemhard and right. uh, and Graham Ek, two very nice additions, and people just trust Gonzaga. What's interesting about Gonzaga, though, Mike, is the preseason conference poll did not have Gonzaga finishing first. St. Mary's, yes, St. Mary's. So, you know. uh, joking aside, why didn't ASU ever hire Randy Bennett? Um, he probably he'd probably take the job. There are skeletons in the closet that no school wants to emerge when they hire Randy Bennett. Yeah, well, they must be significant skeletons because he's a pretty darn good coach. He is a very good coach, but uh, All right. he uh, uh, Mar- cheated in the past. Marcelo Martinez right here. Listen to this. With Emmanuel Steven arriving next year, I think Dylan has to show something this year. Or Emmanuel Steven is coming in knowing that he's going to redshirt because Dylan Anderson is already on the roster. Are we considering that possibility there, Sheer? Mike, I'm going I'm to put you on the spot. How many minutes a game does it take this year for Dylan to be on Arizona next year? Hmm. First of all, I hope Dylan redshirts. Um, can I just say that? Yes, we both have said, and, and we're not just saying that. Like We think it is beneficial for his future. He has absolutely a better chance of playing should he redshirt. I think Dylan's probably got to play 10 minutes per game, something like that. That's actually a really good question. Yeah. I hate you. I, I hate that. I hate you for asking that question. All right, we got to talk Zoom Diallo here for a second, but first, no better time to become a PHNX diehard. You can put up with all this Brad Rich. Oh, look at this. Brad Rich said three minutes. Come on, Brad. Um, might be right. Yeah. All right. Three me- three meaningful minutes, though. All right. Yes. Crunch time minutes. <laughs> Crunch time. We don't play we don't play Dylan until the last five. Can you imagine minutes? like NCAA tournament? Dylan hasn't played in two weeks. Elite eight. Three minutes to go. Dylan, your time to shine. Dylan, are you prepared to go 35 minutes this game? <laughs> Secret we weapon. Need, we need you. All right. If you want to hear all this banter, though, become a PHNX diehard. Go to GoPHNX. All kinds of good merchandise. Um, besides just merchandise, all kinds of, uh, like I said, Discord chats, um, watch parties. You can hang out with the backbone, Jacob Franklin. Become a PHNX diehard today, my friend. All right. Zoom Diallo. This is actually happening here, it appears. So, um, like we talked about yesterday, you got to like Tommy, or you got to at least say that Arizona's got a legitimate chance if we're this far along and Zoom Diallo is here for the first exhibition game of the season. Look, it is, and, and it used to be not the case with football, but it's starting to become the case. When you get a kid on campus in Arizona basketball, that means you have a shot at landing him. Right. That's it. Um, it may not be, you may not be the leader. But you are in there. And, and we've seen Tommy Lloyd is not a guy that wastes a lot of time. If he right. went and agreed with the decision to bring in Zoom Diallo, there is a reason for it. Um, they have a shot. Now, I am in no place to make a prediction. I have no idea what Zoom's going to do. There's so many rumors and schools involved and all that. 
Um, but that uh, can I can I go that. can I go with the Jason Shear traditional uh, onboard prediction though? Here's a here's a Jason Shear. By the way, check out Wildcat Authority on the message boards here. Here's what Shear will say: um, Arizona thinks they have a legitimate chance at Zoom Diallo, but also would not be surprised if Zoom Diallo does not come to Arizona. Then when either one happens, Shear says, "I told you so." Shear, do you do you, do you see this happening again? No, because I, I, I will say this. I, I think there are some members of Arizona that would be surprised. I would be surprised. And I okay. don't I don't I, I don't expect Zoom to wind up at Arizona, but after the visit, who knows? But I, I would say that right now, like there's never been a point where I've told you, oh, I think Zoom's coming here. Right. Yeah. That no, no, no. You don't believe you're not back in the Z or back in the A right here, like Chef Duarte is. By the way, what do you think about this name right here? AZ Wildcat fan. I like this nickname. Palm Springs Dylan, my friend. You, so you don't play Dylan, right? And then when you play Michigan State, you force Izzo, who's a mediocre coach, mm. to game plan for Dylan Anderson on the run. Perfect. True, true. That's chess, not checkers. Also, Dylan Anderson in the Big Ten would destroy people. Who guards Kyle Filipowski? It's got to be Dylan at times, right? Well, here's the thing. Dylan can move better than Umar. We agree on this. And um, I think he can also stretch the court a little bit more than Umar as well. I don't know. I'm just saying maybe he is that secret weapon. By the way, Dylan at Northwestern would play or some school like that or like like Iowa would play like 38 minutes per game. <laughs> I agree with you. It's possible. Dylan, Dylan in the Big Ten would lead the Big Ten in minutes played per game. We talked about Keisha. Zach Eady front court would be so dominant. They would average 28 and 12 every game. Uh, yes, they combined. They would average 28 and 12. Yes. I totally agree with that. Yes, and 100%. but. Joking aside, though, I will say that uh, I, I will say uh, Dylan Anderson can play and he's better than Sheer uh, thinks. I almost said he's better than Sheer. I think Sheer would agree with this. But all right. On that note, though, remember, everybody, we got a post game show tomorrow. Tony Clifton, watch your mouth right there. He's better than that level. He's better than GCU. Come on. Um, but uh, Is he? Uh, who's Is the he? Uh, who's he's the Clinton. Duke Brennan, duh. Oh, man, that's Duke another. Brennan. Duke Brennan or Dylan Anderson? Oh, that's come on. Close and you know it. No, that's close and you know it. Might have to ask Kyle Dodd about this one. I'm not going to answer that question. That's silly. But Duke Brennan's another one to follow. We're going to follow this year, though. I'm going to laugh when Duke Brennan, the uh, guy who leaves ASU, averages like 20 and 9 at GCU this year. Duke Brennan no, would need Duke Brennan. Yeah, dude, Duke's the man. I would have taken Duke at Arizona. Absolutely. All right. Um, all right, Sheer, where can they find where can they find you doing all your stuff? Uh, I'm Googling Duke Brennan to see how he's doing now. Uh, <laughs> Wildcatauthority.com at Jason Shear on Twitter and the Wildcat Scoop podcast with Shelby. Duke Brennan is obviously GCU's best player, right? No, I don't think he is. Didn't they get the other transfer too? They have oh, a and good did, team. And didn't the one kid come back that declared for the draft? Yeah, they're actually they've had they have a good team. Well, that well, doesn't mean they're better they, than ASU. Oh, dude. ASU is going to be an interesting team to follow this year. Um, I could see them. I could see them being decent or I could see them sucking. Uh, they got lock word. Did you know that? It's not lock word. It, you know how it's pronounced? What? Luke. Yeah, lock word. No, you said lock. You said uh, it's, it's Luke. It's Luke war. Yeah, lock war. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, lock war. It sounds like it sounds like a shed in the middle of like a Braveheart era or something. Oh, yeah. uh, we, I, their roster's loaded. 
Yeah. All right. Well, who do you? All right. So who's ASU got? Or GCU? Uh, we got Malcolm Flags from ASU. Yeah, they got Flags and Brennan. They got Ray Harrison back. Weird. I'm, I'm just saying they're they're good. They're we will good. say this. You just ASU. I like the Jose Perez pickup for them if he's eligible. First of all, if he's uh, he's 25 years old, we need to put a cap on these people. Unless you're Jacob Franklin or, you know, I guess the mission stuff, like with some people who have gone on missions, I get that you get that exception. But other than that, guys that are 25, 26, 27 years old, why are they playing Division One basketball, Sheer? Would you play and be in college until you were 26 if you could do it? Oh, no, I don't blame the kid at all. I would 100%. Okay. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. I don't know. All right. All right. Now, remember, everybody out there, before we sign off, we've got a post-game show tomorrow about what time's tip-off tomorrow, Scare 7.30? 7, Seven, I think. Oh, Not nice, bad. nice. All right. So we'll be on at 9 o'clock sharp, so make sure you put uh, put that in your calendars. But for Jason Shear, the backbone, Jacob Franklin, I am merely Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.